Welcome to the Fat Fuel Family Podcast, where every week Danny and Mauda Vega discuss topics that help families live a healthy and active lifestyle with their little ones, including nutrition and training, peaceful parenting, education, and mindset. To stay up to date, make sure to hit subscribe on this podcast and check out the blog at www.fatfuel.family. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at dannyvega.ms, at fatfueledmom, and at fatfueledkids, and fatfueledfamily on YouTube. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, we want to take a minute to talk about a revolutionary idea that our friends shared with us in February that has completely changed our lives. For those of you who know us well or have been listening to us for a while, you know how much we love to travel. Imagine having a VIP four to five star travel experience at two to three star prices. Imagine getting paid to travel. Well, all of these things have now become our reality and we can't not share it with our listeners. Now that we know what we know, we will never pay full price on travel ever again. If you're interested in joining us and millions of other people who have been traveling the world and living their dreams, just email us at hello at fatfueled.family for more info. Welcome to the Fat Fueled Family Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Vega, and I am joined by my, again, my wife, who I just got back about a week ago. Uh, who finally is out of <laughs> somewhat, the back. deep hole <laughs> of, hole. of depression that she was it's in so for bad. so long. Um, and the interesting thing is that all it took was for things to open back up a little bit again. The gym. The gym was so <laughs> the huge. The gym is crucial. Um, but, you know, again, guys, like, uh, I, I can't reiterate this enough. My wife was in some really bad depression. And, like, I remember... You know, at the beginning, like kind of knew what was going on. But then like after several weeks, there would be times when when I'd be like, what's wrong? And you'd be like, I'm like, am I I'm like, oh, still? Did it? Yeah. I was like, did things open? Did I not yeah. hear any are we news? Still in the same I'm situation? like, am I still in the situation? Oh, OK. You know, I mean, and, and it's amazing. Like just you have that alone time. It was up and, and down have... for sure. I had my days that I was like, OK, I'm hopeful, but it wasn't easy. Yeah. Well, you're back. So I'm happy I'm, to have you back. I'm kind of back. Um, and you know, this week we're joined by a friend of the show, uh, someone who you may have yep. already heard on this podcast once before. Uh, she's joining us again today because we saw so many things that she was doing recently and wanted to give her an opportunity to share it with you all. Uh, but in case you didn't know, Hillary Boynton is a certified holistic health counselor with a bachelor of psychology from the university of Virginia and trained at the Institute for integrative nutrition. She's also the author of the best-selling Heal Your Gut Cookbook and the head of nutrition services at the Manzanita School in Topanga, California. After seeing the power of food as medicine with her own family, she passionately dove into the challenge of solving school lunches. After years of frustration, she decided it was time to roll up her sleeves and become the lunch lady herself. Returning her children's school to an ancestral way of eating has eliminated dietary confusion and changed lives on all fronts. From the children and staff eating the lunches to the farmers and purveyors raising, growing, and supplying the food to the dedicated lunch leaders lovingly preparing the lunches, her concept is so infused with love that one can't help but want in. She believes a grassroots effort and a bottom-up approach is where it's at. Hillary's most proud to see this infuse into the children's homes where this way of eating now becomes the norm and people are once again valuing time spent around the table with family locally sourced foods and great conversation 
And we're just so happy to have you back. Welcome, Hillary. How you been? Thank you. I'm good. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. You guys make it so, um, it's just like having a conversation with good friends. <laughs> I know. I love well, honestly, it. I, I want to jump through the computer and give you a big old hug right now. Seriously. Oh my God. Hopefully we will cool. at some point soon. I know. So nice. Seriously. I know. We've never met, but it's like one of those things where it's like when you find your tribe, I'm like, I know I've known you forever. Well, I mean, Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, look, the way she talks about certain things, like she was talking about, we were talking off the air about something we'll go into detail, but like just, you know, <clears throat> yes, you can help locally in your community and you can provide things that people need, but like you take it to a whole other level when it's you create something out of love and and you have you put intentions behind it. Right. And like, it's just a deeper, even a deeper way to serve people. So like, that's the type of stuff that, we just love and we just love to see you do it. You know, we yeah. just love to see you share it, especially now. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's really a privilege to, I was reflecting the other day and just cause I was in kind of like a, oh, like this is like yeah. Groundhog Day. Are we ever gonna get out of this? Um, but then, you know, sometimes I just go a little more silent because I can't force things. I can't like just show up and be like inauthentic or whatever i need to really things need to just come and come out of me but um i think i feel like it's such a it's such a privilege to be able to work in food and to empower people with taking control of their own health and so sort of invigorated and listening to a few podcasts and just going still and thinking about how you know blessed i really am and um and now is the time you know food doesn't ever disappear it's something that everybody partakes in every day hopefully anyway and um <laughs> yeah. if we're lucky enough right yeah. and so it's really um and now is this time that the people like us are um although it's super difficult it's almost like we needed to be cracked open or the world did so that this light can shine through in a better way right. um can be forged but it's it's not without pain right so absolutely yeah the, the whole gratitude with all the with all the things going on all the negativity around like you talk about i had an insight this morning because it was i was just so grateful all morning and um i realized that when you fill your heart with love and gratitude there's honestly there's just no room for hate there's no room yeah. for ignorance like you just can't you can't fit it in but it's only possible if you start with that gratitude yeah. and then you extend yeah. that love out and then when you do that again it's just you're just like you, you, number one, there's no room for hate. And number two, you don't have time for hate, which right. I think is something that people need to, to think about right now. Yeah. Well, and I think like also what's a bummer is like the messaging right now. Is so fear-based It is. and instead, if we could just move into gratitude and hope and, um, you know, instead of this uncertainty and fear because we know that wreaks havoc on the microbiome and the psyche and everything so it's really like you said it's just so important to be in in gratitude and when like talking to people like you guys i realized too like what's so comforting and so nice is that it's not out of like competition or ego or scarcity or lack it's about we're better together so let's just like let's give you the resources that i think will help you and i'll share resources and we'll just yes. do this together because that's what it's really going to take of is this groundswell of like-minded individuals each showing up every day and you know being in that that space of abundance so that knowing that there's enough for everybody yeah. and um Absolutely. so i just think that's crucial i think people are 
are starting to learn that, you know, like especially now with everything that's gone on, you know, with the lockdown and with people being just more open minded, like people realize that even from a business standpoint, like things like joint ventures and and just working more yeah. with other people, yeah. even even just promoting other people's stuff, you know, like we, we said this, remember, like um, local businesses going back to those businesses and and tipping people crazy, crazy high tips, you yeah. know, the servers and 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 just pouring into those people because we want them to succeed. We want them to right. do well. And honestly, like, think about it. What's what's what does it hurt me, for example, with a server? If I if I spend an extra two or three bucks on a tip and then everybody else does it, right. but it changes that person's life who just right. a month ago was struggling and work, probably yeah. picking. Yeah, probably right. picking which bills to pick. You yeah. know, yeah, I know. It's and that, that kindness, approach. those acts of kindness to show your appreciation, just small little acts go a long way. Yep. Yeah. Well, we always lead off with this question and I know you've answered it before, but of course things change. So, you know, what is right now the most critical problem that you are currently trying to solve? Oh, I know. I was like trying not to think ahead because you were like going to tell me that it, that was coming. And I'm like, I have so many things that I want to know, right? It's like, how do we check? Um, <clears throat> So I think um, I think the most critical problem really is that um, we've heard connecting people to their food and their food resources, right? But I think it needs to go another level. Like it's one thing to have, you know, a, a box delivered to your home or to drop off meals at the school and have it be farm fresh or farm to table. But if you don't know the story behind your farmers and you're not invested in that person and they're like that server, right? If you're not right. really invested in that, you're not able to give back or appreciate the the significance of how you vote with your dollar, right? And so every little sign of support to our farmers is so critical right now. I mean, our food system is so broken and I think it yeah. has to do with that disconnect. And we have access to more food than ever before, but it's, um, you know, I was listening to a podcast or a TED talk by Hugh Fernley Whittingstall, who's a British chef, was River Cottage, um, and that I've been, you know, watching. he was one of my original inspirations to get into cooking and stuff. And he said that we've traded efficiency for nutrition and flavor. And I was like, yeah. it's so true, so right? True. Like we don't really, and nutrient density, like we're just not aware of it anymore. It's like, just, you know, how can I eat to sustain quick, 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 and there's no real tie to the the whole closed loop system that needs to be um, engaged right now, and and, um, and we need to to support that because let's face it, big ag and you know we do we all do not want to be dependent on a national food chain. We want you know we want our small local farmers to survive. So it's so important that we understand their stories and their sacrifices and the labor and the time and. Um, I mean, just even understanding the labor. And I was talking to a farmer the other day who's like a mid-sized farm. So he's doing conventional and organic. And and just, it was so fascinating to talk to him. But he said, anybody who's supporting farms, you know, sending their their farms to Mexico or wherever are, um, I mean, not everybody, but you're not thinking about the laborers because they're getting paid five bucks a day and they're not protected against 
chemicals, even organic chemicals can be really dangerous. And so yeah. it just, there's a, there's just so many components that go into it. So I think because it's something that we're all partaking in every single day, three times a day, technically, then um, we need to know more of what it's all about, you know, Let's get back to the true roots yes, of it. That yeah, I, yeah. I, I think about two things. Number one, I think about the example of my friend, Robert. He has a, a product called Keto Brick, and it's like something that he originally made for himself like three years ago, getting ready for bodybuilding competitions. And he's turned it into a product that's great. It's like a high fat, you know, snack. Yes, it is product processed, but it's all real food ingredients. Yeah. But just um, I thought about him because um, the reason why, you know, you come, let's say you come out with a food or a box or something, you can't really protect that with a patent. Or, or anything like that, right? Yeah. You know, even if you have a recipe, someone could just change the quantities in yeah. the recipe. Yeah. And and that is thinking about life in that, because we're hardcore capitalists, but then at the same time, like, you know, if we're only thinking about efficiency, like you said, we're only thinking about patents and, and how we're gonna make a buck out of it, that is not lasting and that's not meaningful. But yeah. when people see what Robert went through, because he did a YouTube, like, throughout the whole process when we when he first started to what automate things yeah like and, and and start to hire people and see what goes into the process like now people aren't buying keto bricks they're buying robert's story and yeah. they're support they're supporting, supporting his entrepreneurial yeah. journey and that's what i think needs to happen with right. the farmers because you know we don't know anything about them and to us you know 50 cents here versus you know a dollar there is just like oh i'm gonna save 50 cents but what is the real cost of that? Like hum yeah. Hum yeah. humanly. Well, we see it because we go to well, John. We have our local farmer here. And even like during the during the whole pandemic thing, when the food in the store was like, you know, I was like, we should just start. Let's just go to John because one, they lose all their, whole, their wholesale all, because the restaurants him. are closed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Restaurants, yeah. yeah. And he, you know, we've we've got to support, you know, the local farmers. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that, well, that's, and telling that's all that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the name of the TEDx talk was um, why a good story makes food more sustainable. And it was literally like it just showed up on my computer and I was like, ah, because that's what it's like, you know, when those things just right time, right place. That's what we're trying to do with School of Lunch and we can get into that. But it's like really sharing those stories. Stories are everything. Right. And when you understand the story, then, yes, you're more apt to have a long term investment in somebody like your friend or whatever, because you want to see them succeed. It's like you want to support that. And you know, right. if you have to pay a couple extra dollars, that at least you're connected to it and you're um, you're doing, you know what who you're supporting and what you're supporting. Yeah, that's empowering. I mean, like I yeah. like the idea of, of learning more and knowing everything about the food that I eat. Like invariably, a lot of the problems that you see um, in society are due to a lack of education, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, um, if you have a child that that has access to guns and doesn't have any education on guns and doesn't un understand that they can be very dangerous, yeah. that child yeah. can be very dangerous, you know, whereas, you know, the opposite, you know, if that child understands the gun, then then it's not going to be this whole different thing. The same thing goes for the farming practices, like maybe mm -hmm. people should know. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. What's the difference between organic? What's the what's the um, how how do how do how does labeling, for example, um, create a whole new problem, you know, because right. then now if you're just paying right. for a label, but in reality, does it really mean anything? 
you that's know, what's so important i think yeah i mean i heard the other day to make decisions based on knowledge not ignorance so to really understand the system then you're empowered right then you feel informed and you can make a good decision like i was asking this farmer you know because i always get confused why the same farm has conventional and organic i'm like why would they not just not spray everything but it's like due to that demand for labels right and he right. said they're having their soils tested by UC Davis and there's really no difference. I mean, so, but they have to have like 60 workers out there, you know, plucking in between the basil every single weed. And so, um, and really he, they're super mindful. And I I've said before too, that we didn't get in this hot mess, like overnight and we're yeah. not going to fix it overnight. Right. So we really need to, you know, cross the bridge together and realize that it's going to take time. And by supporting those, farmers and food purveyors that have that solution driven um, mission or they're they're visionaries for a better world you know and they're 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 working at it but they also have to make a living and they also have to um, you know survive in the in the industry so it takes it takes time and when you open the conversations that's when like there was a, um, a, a guy that I talked to the other day who has a cracker company and he's using spent grains. And which is so cool is using like basically a waste product that because when you brew beer, there's a, the, the liquid that you soak the grains in is what you use for the beer and then the grains just get thrown away, but they still have a lot of nutrition in them. And if they're like locally grown grains, it's amazing. And so I opened the conversation with him about, you know, the rest of the flour that goes into the cracker. Are there local sources of grains to make the cracker, you know, that yeah. much more complete. And so sure enough, like a week later, he's, tied in with a local milling company and trying to really close the loop and stuff. So it's just, it's when you open the conversations with an open heart and try and boost, you know, the level of knowledge around everything and connecting people. That's when magic happens. Right. So and the true. shift that we I all want to see. So true. And there's so things, so many things too, that we think we know, or like that we think we know about labeling that, um, that we really don't and we don't know why like what was it um because we went to um millersburg ohio and we uh visited the amish farm oh, and what was it that you were asking him something about, about oh no wasn't it about the antibiotics like oh yeah so um like he was talking about we can't say that we're antibiotic free for his cows because they were um jersey cows they're jersey cows uh and they were jersey dairy cows i think that jersey cows are yeah they're for dairy, for dairy. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, I'm here on the farm looking at the cows yeah. and really the only reason why right now at the moment, while I'm there, that the cows are indoors is because it's raining outside and the cows came inside, you know, yeah. they, most <laughs> of the time they're out yeah. in the field and yeah. we started to talk about all of these different things. So, um, we learned about that one example that you're talking about is look, I am not going to do what most farms do that are like these factory operations that are giving antibiotics like prophylactically because right. they're all on top of each other and it's like chances yeah, are they're going to get sick so we're going right. to just give Let's them just all antibiotics right. this is like if i have a cow that has an infection right like mastitis yeah I which need is usually to give, what it is i need to give that cow right. antibiotics and quarantine it so that it doesn't spread to yeah. the rest of the cows period right. you know right. yeah. but these are like little things right, that on like the surface such a little, yeah on the surface <laughs> it doesn't mean what we think it means always exactly. right right so to like, penalize oh, somebody because you think you know, oh, like, you know, and that was the same when I had the conversation with 
Nyman Ranch. I sat down for like two hours, which is like, are you guys all organic? And they're like, well, no. And you know, that was my mindset was like, well, if it's not all organic, yeah. but the, the, he said, like, if they were to have to go all organic and it takes time, as we know, and transition their farmers, they'd probably lose 20% of them. They'd go under, we'd lose the farms forever. So it's about that. And Nicolette Nyman was the one who said, cause they got bought out by Purdue. And I was like, ah, you know, but <laughs> yeah. like we have to sit at the table with the big guys, right? Like we all yeah. have to sit at the table together. It's going to take that, um, you know, that those minds all working together to solve this issue. And so the conversations have to be started. And, um, you know, I don't know how it all shakes out, but if we just are so rigid, it doesn't necessarily serve what we want to happen. Right. And I, I think so that that rigidness, yeah. And that rigidness, it, it always changes when you learn more. Right. Totally. Because you're and like, you at the feel... beginning, you're like, I'm only paleo or I'm only organic or I'm only this. And then you're like, wait a second. And you start to learn a little bit more. And you're like, what about this reason? What about that reason? What about cold climates where these cows, there's, they're going to have to get supplemented something. Right. So yeah. let's talk about some, what their feed is now. Right. Okay. You're yeah. going to have to give them feed. What is it? You know, right. if, is it, if it's like a processed grain or a, pro, you know, soy or whatever it is, that's different than if you're giving them, you know, some, uh, what do they call that? Um, I mean, it's, I guess it's like hay and alfalfa, like all these other things that are natural, but I mean, these cows, they need something to hold them over in the winter. Yeah, and these are just things that people silage. just don't silage. There you go. Thank you. Um, uh, these are things that people just don't know. And I think like there's that Dunning Kruger effect, which is like when you learn a little bit about something, you think, you know, all of it. But then when you know a lot about something, you realize how much, how little, you know, yeah, that's so uh, yeah. true. Yeah. So, so that's, the that's what we're all going I through. think has to shift because it's not, there's not one right way for everybody. And there's not, you know, because we know with our microbiomes, you know, everybody's so completely different that, you know, what one needs in the moment is not what I need or what you need. Uh, and I've, I've learned that through healing my family and, but the, the rigidity and like the fear that's happening now, but especially in the food industry, I think with all the different diets and the confusion and the, the, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? The dogma. Yeah, I guess. Right. Or just that feeling like I'm right and you're wrong. That yes. is like yes, so yes, dangerous. We all need to be um, a little bit more soft about it, you know, and just realize that like when we return to, real food in general and knowing the story and knowing the farmers, that's the most important thing. And then let people start to tune in intuitively and know what's best for their families and carry on traditions from the past and, you know, keep that alive. It's just, it's super sad. And I see that with the kids at school wanting to go one way or another because they've seen this movie or their friends said this right. and it's like, they're so confused. And what hurts me the most is like knowing that they they can be making decisions that are based on small you know, snippets of information that will ultimately could affect the trajectory of their health because they're growing brains and they're growing little humans. You know, they're just, everything's yeah. exploding at, at this age um, in time for them. So it's like to, to limit uh, what they intake because of something they think might be, you know, saving the environment or the right way or my friend's way. It's just. Right. Yeah. I think it's, it's also a function of, of the way, um, this generation receives information, right. which tends to always be bullet points, five right. minute videos and all that. Yeah. 
and um and then it's like you know like you said like you're talking about veganism in, in a growing child that's problematic you know and and in instead of you know you see it online with adults don't get me wrong all the time like you know you go to a, a carnivore group and just say hey you know i was thinking of eating this food because i heard it heals me um and i know it's not carnivore and then immediately the carnivores all come on and be like just eat meat and drink water yep. shut up yep. you know like and it's like wait wait a second like apples are are good you know like apples are not gonna hurt me unless i have some sort of weird sensitivity like right we're talking about you're giving me crap about apples or you know right. uh, uh, the occasional sweet potato <laughs> and and in and then right are all around us we have people eating fritos and you know, pa right. processed foods. And we, we should be saying, hey, guys, check this out. I love this all meat thing. Um, it, it really helps me. But look, Maura, she does this and it's also real food and it really helps her. Right. And what do we have in common? Well, we don't put food dyes. We don't, right. you know, we, we sustainably raise the animals, yeah. the foods, all of that. And that's how we will be so much more effective um, yeah. if we do that. And I don't know why it always I can't believe the amount of keto variations that there are right oh, now. Oh, I know. Like, like keto. There's so many. This is a, something that was like kind of like a counterculture. That's why my name was used to be keto keto counterculture. Um, and then mm -hmm. like it became now you're carnivore keto, cyclic keto. Uh, you know, uh, what's the other one? Um, oh, my targeted keto. Targeted keto. And, and then all these different things, and that's just within keto. Forget about low carb, and then people are like all low carb, and then there are different low carb groups that are arguing against each other. It's just, it's just yeah, weird. it's wild. <laughs> it's weird, right? It's like yeah. how did we get so far off? Because really, it shouldn't mean. I was listening to um, well, uh, Jane Goodall, and then oh, my friend awesome. friend who just passed away, who's ninety four, oh. and oh. both of them said they didn't really, although they ate well, they didn't really think about food too much it wasn't like what drove their day right yeah. and so when you sit down of course you appreciate it you they probably were in community and sharing with with, with you know friends and family and um and grateful for what they had and didn't overeat probably but it wasn't mm -hmm. like you know you're dying to think of what you're going to have for your next meal it's yeah. like just it was a different area of focus options yeah and i think we forget that so often that a lot of people don't have an option. So for us to say, this is the right way to eat when some people don't have access to meat, exactly. right? Or yeah. right. like, well, what are you, what are they supposed to do? Like, it's a privilege to have a choice, you know? So yeah. true. And, um, to even, and to be able to, 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 to gripe and, and argue against other people about their dietary choices is also a big yeah. privilege. It's so true. Like yeah. if Jane Goodall is in the middle of like somewhere in East Africa with like a tribe enjoying the food, I bet you if you were to ask them, they would they would definitely say that this is part of like we love this, but it's more like it's the community. It's you know, it's it's a lot of that. Whereas, you know, what we see now today, like in here, for example, would be like it's really like food science creating addicts, you know, like and it's yeah. like it's more of a like <laughs> got to get my got to get my, my fix, fix, you know, it's a different right. whole different right. way. of well, Even just it. the way we market it too, like we market it as like an event. It's like a treat pleasure like flavor explosion. and then it has all these ties to emotions too you know just eating to well and like sandeep from pure indian foods he said to me a couple years ago that you know the children used to be a part of 
the family food system. They had jobs that were to sustain the family. You know, it was like, and you know, my, my kids even are guilty of them being like, can we get this? Can we get that? It's just like, it's so accessible. And I'm like, you guys are so lucky, you know, like it just, the whole mindset is of, of privilege in many ways. And so we did go when we did that bread, uh, donation give back my kids were packing bags for people in need and I literally got in the car right after and just said can you imagine if that was your bag of groceries for the week yeah and they really all kind of sat there like ah yeah <laughs> like that's something to think about you know so I mean, veggies that have been sitting out in the sun and iceberg lettuce and you get two oranges and one you know or two carrots and one potato it's like yeah it's really, you, you um, really appreciate things yeah. so yeah. much more. Yeah. So I feel like, um, I'm not even going to ask this next question. Cause I want to just get into the details because, right. cause the next question is like, what's going on with Hillary. And like, we have specific questions on all of these things. So I'd rather just skip to the next one. And I want to talk about now, correct me if I'm wrong, but at the moment, I believe this is only for people living in California. But um, tell us all about the school of lunch box or the soul box. Or how, how, how do you do you say soul or just always say school soul. of lunch? Soul, soul box. Soul, yeah, kind of. So we um, we went and did, went through a whole rebranding. So it's not going to be live yum yum for much longer. It'll be school of lunch. I love it. Um, and so we've been working to develop our platform where it will be a place where people could get trained, like lunch leaders could be trained online. So because we know not everybody can come to a brick and mortar training academy um, and really about connecting community and creating classes and content and um, and just like a nice platform for people to land. And then when this whole um, coronavirus thing happened and the shelter in place, whatnot, we were approached by a, a company up in the Pacific Northwest. We're part of a social entrepreneurship accelerator group called Common, which uh, is global awesome. and um, We've been working with them for two or three years. I think maybe even three or four, actually. But they were both members. So this Acme Farms and Kitchens up in the Pacific Northwest has been doing sort of like a more conscious blue apron type thing, but for the past nine years with meal plan delivery service. And she approached us about piloting it in LA. And we thought, you know, like right now, our farmers need so much help they're having to pivot and do boxes themselves which is just not really sustainable you know they're used to going to several markets and having to just show up there and distribute everything but to be packing boxes is just it's really challenging for them so um so we thought about it and then her goal really is to have um you know this collaborative across the country where these there are these co-ops so we'll be the LA pilot, but hope there's already one in Brooklyn. And as we all, um, you know, these like-minded co-ops are, you know, thrown out across the country or established across the country, then there's also an opportunity for School of Lunch for me as a social media presence to be able to teach people and to infuse the, the more visual side of how to incorporate these meals. So it's a meal plan delivery box where we're um, creating minimal waste. So giving you exactly what you need. A lot of the things show up, you know, with like, you know, little packages for every little ingredient and you end up throwing so much away or there's too much food and then you're not able to use it all. So this is very calculated to eliminate food waste. Cause that's a huge problem yes. as well in this country. Yes. Like I heard somewhere that it's like basically 
every time you go to the grocery store, if you dropped a bag of groceries in the parking lot, that's how much waste. Like if every person dropped one bag, that's how much food we oh, waste. Oh, I'm sure. So I'm it's sure. crazy. Oh, yeah. So, um, so the opportunity really, again, to not just be a delivery that you're dropping off vegetables or, you know, a meal at somebody's door, it's empowering them with the tools and the knowledge to, to learn how to cook it and to do it as a family or sit down around the family dinner table and have a meal together. And that. then the storytelling is what comes in. And that's where we'll be doing that all on the school of lunch platform where it's just like, then, you know, you're totally invested in your farmer. And then we've talked about also having like a Hillary box every week, which is more geared toward like, if you want to go deeper into the nutrient density, like here's how you make salsa. If you want to ferment it, do this. I here's how you, you know, here's your crumb fresh, but if you want to make your own, do this. So, oh, cool. um, so it's just sort of like holding people's hands and giving them that story and giving them the confidence in that community that's more engaging. Like we say at school and with training lunch leaders, I really believe it cannot be a system where you just drop off food at a school. What is going to create the shift is when you have that trusted source who's standing on the other side of the table every day, mindfully educating us where your food came from and why you're feeding it to them and the nutrients that are in it and why it's important and, um, and just showing them that, that love. And it's going to take time. It's going to take dedicated leaders to show up every day and, and shift that. And, um, you know, also in that uh, podcast, or no, that TEDx talk, Hugh said, connecting with food shouldn't be a privilege, right? So it's like, just, it should cross all socioeconomic levels and all, yeah. you know, everybody should have access to good food. And we have to start, um, we have to start leading with our hearts and, and, um, and getting out of, again, that efficiency and just a meal is a meal. It's no, it's much deeper than that, you know? Yeah. So is this a subscription service? Like, do you guys, um, do people subscribe and then they get the the boxes delivered? Well, so they would go on and you can, so right now we're doing like a trial run where we're getting our feet wet and figuring out the systems. Cool. Cool. LA is so massive. That yeah, it's I was like, like LA is, no, I have a friend in LA. Like, that's why I want to tell her she would love this. Yeah, well, we're like, we'll do these zip codes. And then it was like, we'd get like increase from outside the zip codes. And it's like, well, can we really deliver out there? Can we drive all those places? And eventually we'll have, more drivers and whatnot, but right, right now we're trying to see where the demand is. But yes, you'll be able to go. So right now we've actually like curated the meals that are available for the first two boxes. And then we just we just closed the first one. So the second one's coming out. And then it will open up where you'll have access to basically like all of what Acme has. And Acme has like 700 recipes. And that's where we also get to go through and take from those recipes and tweak it to the way, you know, we want to highlight certain things or whether it's a fermented salsa or add in our sourdough or whatever it may be. So it's fun to be able to, um, well, my, my business partner talks about ancestral paternalism where you're just sort of like, if you only put certain things in front of people, you kind of can just guide things, right? The yeah. way that we need to go instead of, if you offer everything, yes. right? You only offer the good choices. Good choices out there. Yeah. So it's just kind of nudging, right? Yeah. yeah. That's what we do with our kids. With like, food yeah. all Would the you time. like this, this, or salmon, this? All acceptable salmon, choices. steak, or ground beef. Because <laughs> we're right. going to cook them all. <laughs> we're give well, you and the you know when you have access to the junky choices, you know, like, I mean, I bought ice cream the other day. <laughs> and I was just like, Ugh, like, never again. And even I, I know, bought. And it's gone in like two seconds. Well, and that was like literally World War Three in my house over like 
a quarter of a cup that was left and it was yeah, like there's yeah. four of them here and i was just Ugh, like i hate it this Ugh. is ridiculous like you just see how sugar yeah, creates yeah. madness yes. and it's it happened so too i actually bought like um i actually bought which was very hard for me to do but like jet puff marshmallows <laughs> because oh man I i've know, been through how many years of like buying the crap the like you know the the all natural yeah, the all natural ones <laughs> just and my kids were doing a virtual camp out at school Oh. And you know, they melt, I've made my own, they, they melt like into the fire. So you can't really, anyway, I was just like at that point where I was like, Hillary, just let this one go. Like, please, <laughs> I know. it's gonna be okay. They're going to live like, and then that again, it created, it created like, by the time it got down to the bottom, I was like, please let these things be out of the house. And then it was just like, again, like the whole yeah, battle. It's like the Hunger Games. Yeah. Like, never find that again. I know. So, but you know, now they'll have the memories of at least. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's another thing too. I have realized with teenagers and being rigid and, you know, sometimes they say, I probably said it on the last podcast that I'm like the cobbler whose kids have no shoes. My kids go through the lunch line sometimes. I'm like, hello, can you choose like a vegetable or something besides just, just get the meat. I know you're like, you're supposed to be a good example. Yeah. And there's other kids that are just, Oh, this is so beautiful. Thank you so much. And they're like making the most beautiful plates. And I'm like my children, but they're like, (laughs) like, mom, we know what we like. We know what we don't like. And so I just have to like, I was thinking, I was going to say this to you guys earlier and I was like, I'll save it. But you guys really are in the sweet spot. Like those people that have the young kids up until like 10, 12. And you always, always have, you know, you can have the um, the power in only offering what you have in your house, right? Yeah. But as they get to be teenagers, it's just yeah, like, oh, I know. World, you're just yeah. Like, yeah. Wow, this is what people were talking about. Like the yeah, you know, they're just they just because they're gonna make their own choices, you know, and yeah, that's why it's important. That's to, why it's to like give the them education the freedom, but give and them the, the education. education. Like I always tell Danny, I'm like, look, I'm very well aware of the fact that my kids when they become teenagers or whatever, and they have a little bit of freedom, that they might run straight for the hot and ready sign, you know. And that's fine. But you know what? I think the most important thing, like we have to be confident that, you know, the edu- that's why the education part is so important because I, that's fine. You know, if my kids want to yeah. do that, they're going to, they're going to have to learn. But my, my goal is that, you know, if something ever does happen where their health becomes compromised, they start getting symptoms that my kids are not going to say, I need to go to the doctor. I need a, a, a prescription. They're going to say, I ate something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what that's I what I want about that this morning. I was like, if my child were to get like, you know, to the point in life where they ever felt sick, right? Yeah. Like immune or something, would they come to me and say like, mom, I need help. And would they listen to me when I'm right. like, you know, you don't have to run to conventional drugs to just cure everything. Like, let's look at what you've been doing or what have your habits been or how will they be? I mean, they, they know it, they say, but sometimes they're like, I just want a burger from wherever. I don't care. Yeah. I yeah. know it's a crappy burger. And I'm like, but why? Why would you do that? You know? And then I'm just like, Hillary, let it go. <laughs> I mean, I think of all the poor decisions I made in my life. That, I know, right? You know, and I we have. probably ate so much more junk food than them, like for sure. I oh, ate oh, so yeah. bad compared to my kids. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But they're workers. so way ahead of us, you know? Yeah. It's funny though, because it's funny that you say that, Hillary, because my oldest is so, he's like, he's crunchy like we are. Like he really <laughs> is. Like we, he got, he, um, you know, he's got horrible allergies and he went, uh, he's going to have to get his tonsils taken out probably because he's been getting, I mean, now he's fine. But during the season, this last season, he got strep throat multiple times. Right. And then obviously we're crazy. So we're like, 
you know, we, you know, if it, it would have just been me, but Danny and I were leaving out of town, so he was oh, going to be with so my mom. Of yeah. course, if it's just us, we would have done like the crazy, you know, garlic other garlic remedy, and he would have gotten rid of it. Yeah. Oh, you got to tell me. It. Yeah, you got to tell me. It. But of course, it's my mom. My mom doesn't play those games. Like, she's like, he needs antibiotics or whatever. Desmond was literally, Desmond was crying. He's like, I don't want to take antibiotics. I'm like, well, I'm really proud of you, but you're yeah. going to have to take them. Yeah, he didn't want to kill just his, 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 his gut. Bless it. You just have to bless it, you know, and move forward. But I know. So I mean, funny. family is hard, right? And you have He's to... like, Mom, my gut, my my microbiome. He's like, I'm going to kill God. all my buddies. Like, I love you. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm so proud of you, but you're going to have to do it because grandma's well, then that's, make you. Then you have the ammo, though, to like, okay, now we have to rebuild your gut. and Exactly. You know, exactly. Yes. And he's so, all about that. And he's all about too. it. He's like, let's go. Hit me with the probiotics. Hit, let's. What do I got to eat? But um, before we continue with the next question, so I just want to like make sure that I understand not only what the offering is, but what the vision is for the future. So currently okay. people in SoCal can um, subscribe to this box and it's going to basically come with um, not only the ingredients for like some delicious uh, nutrient dense meals, but also some recipes. Um, and you're going to help the a lot of these people, I think they're going to realize because you're like the master of taking this from over here, this from over here, yeah. because you had to do that, you know, by bootstrapping it like by yourself when you decided that you wanted to take over a whole school's food program. Yeah. And I, I think that is so amazing. That is so, so, so amazing that like when people you talk to someone who is like a woodworker, he's going to see a tree differently than someone, you know, who doesn't know about wood. And he's going to be like, I can use that for this. I can use this for this. And and it goes back to, again, we have a culture that it, it's so simple. How much clothes do we throw away? Like, because oh now, gosh, you know, three dollar T-shirts well, and everything. That's the thing is that everything has culture. changed. Everything is cheap. Culture. cheap everything culture. is cheap. So it, it, it breeds and it and it waste. leads it to waste. a lot of waste. And so like. So these people are going to start to learn through the recipes and then as well as the recipes learn um, just kind of taking it that knowledge to the next level. And then, of course, also leading into the next question, which will be like, you know, doing this on their own. And and uh, what's the word? Um, just uh, scaling, okay. scaling so it. that so more people are doing it and on the same page. And then right. the, 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 all those people regardless of if they're if they're in Ohio or they're in SoCal or NorCal or New York, eventually it's going to get to a point where they will have a place like to educate themselves and you'll be teaching them, you know, going deeper. Does that, yeah. does yeah. that explain yeah. it well? And it doesn't have to be, um, you don't have to subscribe. You can order one week and then not order again for five weeks. You can order, you know, as much as you will be able to fill your box with whatever you want you can spend 500 bucks you can spend 50 bucks so oh, um awesome. it will be yeah it's very flexible once we get through these initial test runs and then yeah a school of lunch that website will be more of a subscription-based model where you join the community and you're have access to like all sorts of deeper information but with the, even with the soul box we want the, that storytelling to be there because then and and with the empowerment around giving them the recipe and then the, the visual, if I'm on and can show them how to cook it, it's like it really is just building that confidence in the kitchen and just realizing yeah. how simple it really is. Like yeah, it doesn't, doesn't have, have to be complicated. complicated. No. Yep. And that was like my, my French woman that just um, 
passed away. I met her in a butcher shop like four years ago. She's like four feet tall. She was like making her own broth. And I was like, oh my gosh. I think you talked about her last time. Yeah. And so she, her, I probably did because her, she told me once she said, Hillary, simplicity is gourmet. And so when I I have my like brick and mortar training academy someday, I'm going to have like simplicity is gourmet. Oh, I love that. Rose Bardot. I know. So she's just totally amazing and just has such a good outlook on keeping it keeping it simple and, and being realistic right she's the one who said like there are a lot of single working moms yeah. and I'm one of them so I sometimes I'm just like oh and that's hard yeah. too being online every day like as soon, as soon as COVID hit and I was no longer the lunch lady I was like okay how can I be of service and I decided to open my home and show every day what we're cooking and then I was like do people are they just like wow she just really like you know because you once you build that confidence you yeah just use what you have and you morph one thing into the next and things just roll it's not like a big fancy meal every night you know or every three times a day it doesn't have to be so true you know it's it's inspiring to think about it too much right so you just have to yeah I like to be simple too and yeah you get that confidence, you know, like working in the kitchen and that's good to show our kids too, that you can just, it doesn't have to be complicated. Cause I, I was thinking of that and I would see it, you know, cause uh, you know, a lot of things were closed, but Chick-fil-A was open during oh. the pandemic line. and the line every single day was like this. And I kept thinking to myself, wow, these people, you know, they're dependent for us, on it. Probably for us, we literally just didn't eat out for three for two months because and that we, didn't hurt us at all. And right? that didn't hurt us at all. We actually prefer that. So a lot of times, the reason we ever eat out is because we just don't even want to clean sometimes. Or, or we just we have <laughs> it's because we literally over, hate it. We really and we only go to Brazilian steakhouses. And we'll only go to the steakhouse because I'm like I hate eating out. I always feel like garbage. Right. I'm gonna pay more money for some garbage. Yeah, <laughs> you we know, just so- did that on my birthday, and it was like I mean I love there's this little roadside taco thing where we went to the beach. I was like we're going to the beach. It was so awesome to get out and out. get sunshine. But on the way home, it was like this little stand was open, and I know the woman, and she does you know beautiful ingredients and stuff. But it was literally like the kids got in the car. It was gone in four minutes. I spent like. 55 bucks or whatever but yeah, i was like tacos. all right well it's like don't have to go home and think about dinner so it's worth exactly. it in that sense but yes you know when we make that at home the kids did see how there's just it's just different right it's not like her tacos were bad yeah it was just like yeah you can put so much more into it and um and with our own ingredients and stuff and so totally when's your birthday anyway. was it in- may 24th so it just turned. Oh, it just happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, Mine was also you. a quarantine birthday, April 26th. I was a month before you. Aww. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. Well, so, so, but it's interesting turning, you know, 46. I just like, you start to see, you know, and when you've been in this industry for a while, I look back at like where I started and when my kids were young. And then I like watch videos of when they were like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, or 10 was when like the triplets were 10 when we moved out here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, people say like, so cliche it goes so fast, but no, it does. It really does. And then you think about the mark that you want to make and then your, your legacy that you want to leave or whatever it is. And it just, you can't, somebody sent me today. Um, I should look it up, but it was really like, don't try and see the whole picture because it's too overwhelming, right? Yes. To know, you're never going to know. You're, if I could have imagined how my life was going to unfold over the last how many years? Like I never would have predicted, Same. right? So it's oh just in the like, am I going to be here in two years? Am I going to be doing this? Am I going to be, you know, find a boyfriend? Whatever. Like you know, it's just yeah. we can't live like that because then your mind is like crazy. 
Yep. And and and, so- and, it, and it and it teaches you to be present because yeah. like, you know, that's when a lot of things lately it's all been about like like, you know, if you're open and you're in that space and it comes from just practice, really. Um, yeah. you know, it's you look true. over and you're like, "Hey, look at you. I yeah. love you so much. Holy crap. Like, <laughs> like look at your existence right over there. Like look at you look at you in my kitchen talking to me about something you think is so important, you know, like a little story about something, something that they're t- telling us about. And then yeah. you just, you just look at them and you're just like, you know, it, and well, you, you can only that do that if you're practicing. Yeah. If you practice, it's a total practice. Somebody's told me that. Um, and I always give this advice to people who are getting married, like at your wedding, take a moment well, first, when you're walking down the aisle, look around, take a moment when you're up there and like look around. And then at the reception, oh like gosh. step back and just take that breath of like, oh my God, my grandmother's talking to my best friend from high school and this and that. Because if you don't take yeah. those moments, then you that's when it's just all a blur. And then now, like when I was looking back, I'm like, you know, this is the sweet spot, right? Like we're in that time when our kids are young and we're yeah. healthy and strong and, and, you know, then, and you can't you can't go back. And so it's like really appreciating those, those moments and being present, but it is totally a practice. My aunt said to me a couple of days ago, she texted me because I was like, I'm having a hard time. And she's like, she said, trust and surrender in all ways, always. Trust and surrender in all ways, always. 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 Because we really have no control over much. Right. So so true. I, I'll just add one to that, which is something that a friend of ours told me recently. And she just said she was having a similar with her mom. It's hilarious that you say that. <laughs> and her mom told her, love what is. Yeah. Love Living what is. Byron you know? Katie. Yeah. 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 So. It's so true. <laughs> so uh. true. Well, we want to talk a little bit about Lunch Leader because, you know, the last time we spoke, you had just hosted the first mm-hmm. Lunch Leader Academy, which That's is, right. you know, your program to help do what you do. But, you know, we can't clone you yet. <laughs> I'm sure we probably can. Like the technology I know, right? might be My out there. I was talking about that the other day. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I know. It's a very scary time for living. But anyways, you know, um, it's a way to get this out so that it can occur in, mo- in more schools, you know. But, of course, the pandemic hit. So, you know, how has that process? project developed over the last year you know what's going on with that now and you know how can what can you share um with anyone who's interested in joining you on the, on, on a mission like this yeah so well we had another one booked for august and july beginning of august so it's kind of on hold right. at the moment but um but we that's where we want to have when we have school of lunch up and running too we'll have more of an online platform where people can get trained there but we love the idea of the brick and mortar because there's something to be said about getting out of your you know regular daily schedule and being immersed in nature I think connecting yeah. people to nature is one of my biggest um, hopes in this project is that I think when we realize we are part of nature and that we're no different than anything in nature is when kind of that light bulb goes off and that like you know you wouldn't feed your dog like gasoline or you wouldn't pour gasoline on a tree. I think I probably said that last time, but like, so why do we treat ourselves so poorly? Right. Right. Um, yeah. So connecting people into one another, connecting them to nature, to one another, empowering them with the tools to, um, and the knowledge about ancestral wisdom and traditional methods of cooking, and then really giving them those critical thinking, that skill set to dive back into their um, their community and scratch the surface and find their local food resources and how who they can collaborate with. I mean, we hope that 
as the community builds, that people have collective buying power and and um, work together in the same areas. But it's really about teaching this um, across the board. So it does, you don't have to want to be a lunch lady in your kid's school. You can right. want you can just be a passionate mom or dad that wants the training and the knowledge, so you have the confidence to bang on the door of the school or the hospital or just to disrupt the systems, right? Um, and that's another thing with the the soul box. We also really feel, um, or we're, we're in the works of working with, um, with insurance companies and with SNAP program and stuff like that so that we can make this available across, you know, the board and as a prescription, you know, to people as preventative or a treatment plan and stuff like that. Wow. So, um, so, so it's cool. just really school of lunch is really like about um, you know getting schooled basically on going back to the way traditionally people ate and the values around food and food is medicine and and that connection uh, to community and to our natural surroundings. So so yeah, so people will be able to soon hopefully um, jump onto our website and sign up and but the lunch leader training academy is just like on hold right now. Yeah. And, but that will be um, since the soul, the school of lunch is your new clearing, kind of your clearinghouse for all of these kind of ideas that are continue, like being developed, developed as we speak. Yeah. So um, so right now, what is the website? I know we're jumping ahead to the to the end, but I, I right just now curious. it's mysoulbox.com. OK, so mysoulbox.com, people can order their soul boxes and then uh, eventually be able to sign up for Lunch Leader Academy if they wanted to. Yeah, and, and, School of Lunch. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So awesome. we'll have all the information right now. Like I'm always on Instagram and talking about what's new and what's happening. And so I'm a total dinosaur though. I always say that. I'm just like, oh, if I so don't attack. Wait, listen, that's okay. Just, just, you're not. You're gonna, you guys, you're I'm gonna, like, I'm not. Speak for yourself. You're going to you get, you're going to get dragged into the, the thing anyways. And you're going to learn eventually. Yeah. You know, like I'm behind, like, I think I'm myself. You may not think I'm a dinosaur, but I think I'm a dinosaur because I don't do TikTok, And my wife is like the TikTok queen. And like, I need to know. yeah, she dances. It's awesome. It's really it's cool. so fun. But like, um, but <laughs> I get down with those, like the millennials. Yeah. So <laughs> let me ask one more thing before we go to the next question. Um, so should funny. we, should we throw away this lunch leader Academy? Is it going to be rebranded as, as school of lunch? Because we don't want to, we don't want to no. confuse people. Yeah, no, lunch leader, lunch leader training Academy will be like, under school of lunch school of lunch right okay, right good, good, good. right but that's good, the name good, of the program so the school okay. of lunch is the platform and we're also like diving into um we're promoting regen living right like it's a yes. lifestyle yes. it's not just Less about waste. food this oh, is about yes. everything sleep and sunshine and mindfulness and you know low waste all these things that are so important that people um, you know, this rigidity we were talking about, people think it's just all about food. It's really not. And not. I mean, I was thinking the other day how, um, well, we were talking about how fear wreaks havoc on your microbiome, if, if people or your gut. And if you think about like, when you think about food, something that's delicious, you're like, you start to salivate and you have a physical response to that. Right. Or so, or like you see somebody that you love, you have a physical response. Right. So yeah. why is it any different um, with, oh, what was I saying? I just have one of those moments. Um, well, well, with like, with, I guess the regen living, right. With everything, yeah, the regen else, living. Like all these things that come in to making us a whole person, it's not just the food. And yeah. so all the things that we do are, 
are we're we're physically responding to it, right? So whether it's sunshine or a hug or eating around the dinner table, like all those things, your body responds. So it can't just be about that rigidity of like, I only eat these things because really you may not be doing yourself any favors, right? Right. It's so true. So, so true. There's, that's we, we talk about this all, all the time too. It's not just the diet. Like it's so many things. Stress, you know what it is like, that I'm, I'm it's really- a whole, umbrella of things i'm really starting to learn this and i'm really like excited about this this learning because i think a lot of people are going to feel very empowered by the fact that we need to we need to really start tapping into our intuition we mm -hmm. need to really start forget about the fact that yes we love science and we love all of that but we need to really be more mindful of our intuition like our intuition tends to tell us that eating a meal with family is a good thing. You know, our intuition yeah. tells us that, yeah. you know, like it, it gives us, it gets rid of these weird priorities that we start to place in our lives where we're like, this has 20 carbs and this has, you know, and, and it replaces it with something much more meaningful and much more ancient than the diet trend that you're thinking about. And like, if we can go back to our intuition, it's gonna help us in a lot of ways because I can guarantee you that your intuition does not tell you to treat someone like they're not a human being, right? Like they're totally. because they have a different color right. or, you know, your right. intuition doesn't tell you that that is 100% learned. They don't stop and tune in. And that's what yeah. Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride, who was the yeah. founder oh, of the we love, her. we love her. Yeah. She yeah. said, we're going to have, this is like amazing. four years ago. She said, Incredible. we're going to have to start eating intuitively. Like if you sit down to a meal, you know, what is it when you open the fridge that your body is drawn to, right? Like, are you eating a, are you juicing in the middle of winter in New Hampshire because you think you should and that's the way you should right. eat? But really like a nice warm stew is what your body is craving yes. and with lots of butter, so whatever true. you eat. So it's, um, yeah, we're just, we're removed from that. And our ancestors had so much more uh, of a tie to the land and the animals and the plants and, but we, you know, they tend to make, we tend it's to like they confuse had to that with them though. being more primitive and not as smart. We tend to always no think they have, that, that the scientific way, the, the modern way is evolved, is more evolved, but these people, they're, they're like, they're so these, disconnected. It's, if yeah. that was the case, I then think we wouldn't the have future, all these issues. Yeah, yeah. I think the future is like, well, what's already here. People are talking about quantum, but is energy, right? So yeah. your energy, what you're envisioning what you're believing what you're putting out every day is being felt by everybody around you and you know at manzanita they had this um guy come and speak who was really engaged with the bushmen in botswana and they i know i mean so they had these things that was called like strings like the ties to the animals and, and just nature and everything around them and he was running they were chasing after zebra or something and it was like for like an hour 20 minutes maybe they were running 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 and all of a sudden it was like dark and the zebra were gone and they're standing in like the middle of darkness. And the guy was just like, oh my God, how are we going to get back? You know, and they're yes. in um, Botswana. So then the the elder, whatever, just literally took his hand and just like point, he like closed his eyes and pointed and they walked for 20 minutes and landed right at the Jeep. Get out. Wow. And the, it's amazing. And the women had like um, babies on their backs and they were picking something in the fields and they were like, hundreds of yards apart. And he'll go to them and say where the tigers, I think it was, or some, you know, ferocious animal. And they all just knew intuitively where, because they have to know. Because you had to. Their babies, right? But wow. they just knew. They're just so in tune to 
everything around them. And if you think about how fast paced everything is, we just don't, we don't tune in and we don't think about the energy of, of everything that everything. is around us. Yeah. We're less resilient. We're more dependent on technology yeah. and, and convenience and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I, I think this next question is right around the same lines. Number one, because of the dogma side of it. And number two, because of like just the 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 process of making something like this is is meaningful. Um, but you told me to remind you, I think before we got on the air to to go into also the blood glucose monitor mm -hmm. part of it. So, um, you know, you've been doing something that Maura and I have spoken about for years, literally since our paleo days, like a decade ago, uh, but we've never done, we've never done it. it. And of course, after seeing what you've done and then talking to our friend, Dr. Bill Schindler, who's another oh, person we she needs to absolutely love him. I don't know if you know him, but um, oh, we got oh to gosh. connect those She's two for sure. Love him. He's, he's an anthropologist and his focus is on. Um, oh my gosh. It's on technology. So, so basically, yeah, but he has his TV show. Tell her about the TV show. Oh well, the modern, yeah, the 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 great human race is basically. Have you seen that oh, show? I've heard of that. Yes, that's his show. He's basically, he's on going it. through all the stages of 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 humanity, like all the way from two and a half million years ago when we first got the first stone tool, all the way until now. And you know, I love someone like him because going back to what we were talking about with the dogma and all that, like. You know, he's got people on his left saying vegan is the right way. He's got people on his right saying paleo and carnivore is the right way. And he's like, wait a second, guys, like we're not designed to eat anything. We're actually terrible at, at you know, we don't have teeth that, that are good for like meat. We don't have, you know, digestive systems that are good for plants. What makes us different is the fact that we've learned how yeah, to process brains. foods outside of our bodies through... All yeah different different ways of preparing things yeah and and that's that's he's why amazing. we love you know he's always doing sourdough bread so um we definitely want to try our hand at a traditionally prepared sourdough bread uh we know that wheat as we see it today is generally not healthy you know we talk about that all the time but tell us about like your experience you know with reintroducing something like a fermented grain you know after healing your gut and you know what have what have been the benefits of that like in every area, like we're talking yeah. about, not just your health, but just in in every area. Oh gosh, well yeah, just the freedom or the liberation of not having to be so restrictive is so yes. nice. Um, and so after we did the GAPS diet, I said, you know, we were on it strict for two years, and I was terrified of any grain, any legume, any anything. I was just like, I don't want to even touch a drop of anything yeah. or a crumb of anything. And but then I was like. After a while, like, okay, well, if I'm going to ever have bread again or my kids, because I think they were asking about, I was like, I'm going to learn how to make traditional sourdough. So it's been a process of about four plus years or so, but it's so, um, gosh, it's such a beautiful thing. It really is. And I just was saying those exact words the other day that our bodies, like grains and legumes and nuts and seeds are very hard on our digestion. And so you can't just mindlessly eat them. And even when you properly prepare things too, they can be hard to digest. So it's not like you're gonna eat, you know, a hundred nuts or a whole loaf of bread. It's just like, you can incorporate these things into your diet, but we need to do the work on the outside of the body so that, the, you know, we can properly assimilate it and digest it on the inside. So you often need to break things down. And with grains, you wanna break down those, um, the phytic acid and the, enzyme inhibitors and all that it's like nature's defense mechanism is like it's all the minerals are bound up tight in there so you have to soak them and um 
and ferment them so that they can be um, digested and the minerals be absorbed. So, um, so yeah, it's been, it's been very liberating. I guess that would be the word. And I think with bread, there's something so special about bread and it's just, you know, you break bread together or when you have a hot loaf of bread out of the oven and bread and butter is just like, there really is like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone's so delicious. Sourdough. It's very easy uh, to overeat, yeah. right? So you For do sure. have to be mindful, but we're in this um, amazing state right now here in California and with all the work that we're doing where we've connected with the executive director of the California Wheat Commission. She's young. She's probably like, I don't know, you guys are in your thirties, right? You're you're I'm, young. I'm, I think she's younger than I am. You. Oh boy. Well, <laughs> she's like almost that, there. I'll put almost her in our, there. I'll put myself in your category. She's like <laughs> young and energetic and just like on a mission. And um, she literally just sent me 600 pounds of grain from, because wow. in California, there's beautiful grains being grown that are all used for cover crops and for animal feed because there's no demand for human consumption. So here we have all these beautiful grains that are really not being utilized. And we always say, you know, we want to be able to feed everybody. Yeah. And here's the way that people could be fed and then taught how to make traditional sourdough bread would be ideal, right? But even just going to whole grains is so much better than highly processed, refined white flour. So I've always made 100% whole grain, locally grown, freshly milled sourdough. Um, but the problem is, so there's no demand and then there's not enough milling companies because there's not enough demand. So the, the exciting thing is that while we're creating this um, knowledge and this larger pool of people that truly get it, it's like, well, maybe this next generation of kids will be like, wow, like maybe I want to be a grain farmer and maybe, or maybe I want to start a milling company. Like the milling company here in Pasadena, California has this huge, beautiful wooden mill. And she's got all these locally, it's called Griston Toll, locally grown grains. And, um, and then like you think of this cracker company, like Brewers Crackers, like there's cool young people doing innovative things with it. And so um, it's really, it's just a, it's kind of a, a beautiful thing. Then we're also teamed up with the, we're working right now, it kind of got put on hold because of COVID, but the Center for Eco-Literacy and getting 100% whole grain, California grain sourdough into the public school system. So that's, wow. so it's teaching all of those um, different districts in California how to do a true sourdough bread with the kids, you know, maybe so even cool. growing their own grain and milling it and then making proper sourdough, wow. which is so cool. So that I think so cool. COVID has actually escalated this whole sourdough thing and people baking and getting back in their kitchens. But I do want to be clear that I don't, I think most people cut their breads with a white flour, which I don't really believe that that has much of any place in the human, you know, right. diet. I just think it's really hard on people's systems, but you know, also you don't have to be so rigid. Like you can't have a crumb of white flour or you're going to die. Right. It's like, again, like let's all yes. bridge, you know, the more we can shift the consciousness and people that create that demand, then the, the faster we'll get there, but it's not going to all switch overnight. Like I have a baker that I'm working with, with the castor bread, who's um, about just even infusing like 20% of local grain into a loaf of bread and then raising that awareness, supporting that farmer is better than nothing. Yes, right? absolutely. Right. Incrementally so, better and better and better. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, um, and again, I have to relax into that a little bit too. I don't think I would uh, incorporate the white flour into my baking, but you know, like not everybody's at the same spot that I am. And we've also gone through like a whole healing journey. And I also know 
so much more, you know, so much yeah. about the gut and microbiome and all of that. So it's, um, I mean, even to hear you guys talk about it and say, I want to make a loaf of sourdough. It's like, oh my gosh, like, that's so cool. Like you're open enough to try it, you know? Oh yeah. And it's not like it's all bad. There's just so many levels of um, well, cause, because yeah. we're keto we now, it, but right? we were paleo first. We're keto now, but we were paleo first. And just paleo, price. just paleo meaning like traditional. Western A price. Is yeah, Western A price yeah. because we, we didn't. Traditional preparations of food. We didn't cut out yeah. the dairy. We loved our raw dairy and our yeah. raw I wouldn't butter, do that many grains, cream. but just because in general, I have yeah. to prepare them. I would thing. have to know how to prepare them. An event. It would be an event. And it's for an event, right? Like imagine like we say like, you know, like every couple of months, like, hey, come to our house, like a few friends and let's, let's. Let's all do this together, you yeah. know, and it's like yeah. it's more of like an event in general. It's not just like we're not going to be churning out loaves of bread. <laughs> yeah. no. a... And the thing is, it is a it is a a process, right? Yeah, it takes like 48 hours. So it's not like it's just a quick throw yeah. this together. You have to. And that's why I think a lot of people when paleo kind of took hold, it's like, you know, I remember Mark Sisson talking about soaking beans and stuff and it's not that it that beans were all bad it's just like he didn't want to deal with like the time put into it you know yep. so yeah. a lot of people um it's just easier not to incorporate things and yeah. some people really truly can't have grains like if you're celiac you should yeah. not yeah, you can't. go there yeah it's so funny you say that about the beans because, you know, again, talking about our, 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 not even ancestors, just my grandmother. Yeah. Like, we're Cuban. Huh. So we eat, we ate a lot of beans. And it's so funny because I don't even know that my grandma knew why she was doing these things. Honestly, it's just tradition that's passed down. Hey, she would like always, like, she used to laugh when, if my mom would buy a can of beans, it was like a, so offensive to my grandmother. Yeah. She was like, how dare you buy that? You know, and she would always soak the beans overnight. Um, Throw out the water. Throw out the water. Like that's just how she did it. And I honestly don't think she knew. I don't. I don't think she She knew. She would have probably said because it it's it tastes better. Maybe my great grandma knew, and maybe her her mom. My grandma didn't know. She just that's how she prepared it. That's how she was taught to. So. And that's where again efficiency has moved in over nutrition and flavor. Those passed down tradition. I think it's like our generation that when convenience really launched in, it just got lost, and that's why. I was so passionate when I like met that when my cookbook first came out and I would meet these elders from other countries. I'm like, please tell me how you ate growing up because once they die, it's like it's over, right? And so it's over and they get lost, those traditions. They're like dying. Totally lost. Yeah. So I wanna see a lot more of like imagine imagine seeing like, you know, there's gonna be like in for ex- for example, like the deep south, there's gonna be these these things that they did that maybe came over from like France and like the Creole thing that happened in yeah. like, you know, Louisiana. I want to, I would love to see more of like, okay, they do this in Cuba. They do this over here. They do this. Like, so we get to see like, now that we do have access to the whole world, let's share this stuff. Let's put totally. this stuff on, That's on a website. Storytelling too. That's where yep. like, when I would, I mean, that was my original idea when I first moved to California was to start storytelling around all the elders and highlighting these um, traditional methods of cooking. So it's super important. And for you guys to tap into your heritage and, you know, to eat what was traditionally prepared by your grandparents and great grandparents would be so fun. Right. I mean, I remember my grandmother making like giblet gravy and always like picking the chicken skin off of things and nibbling on the bones and getting the gristle and eating tongue at like every 
of, you know, East or whatever, they always had tongue, but then, you know, convenience came in. So she also would have like Cheetos. And so <laughs> but the, the difference is like their foundations were so strong. Right. And that's yeah. where I have to realize with my kids, like hopefully their foundations are strong, right? Like we've set them up um, for success, right? We can't like micromanage right. for their, right. their right. lives, but at least they haven't been on junk food for their whole childhood. Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is, it's unfortunate that we're so removed and it happens so fast, but the, the hopeful thing is that we can get it back, right? Yes. We yeah. just have to create this excitement around it and the, the empowerment of people taking action. So, so before we get to this next question, because we're forgetting again, I'm really curious oh. what happened with the blood glucose monitor. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like did so, it actually, tell me, tell me, tell me. So even, um, it's so fast So the blood glucose monitor is a, um, continuous blood glucose monitor that goes like, you know, in the back of your arm or your like love handle area. And it's just like a little, literally the size of a piece of hair that goes inside of you and it takes your blood glucose levels every five minutes. So it connects to your phone so you can get your readings like pretty oh, like a continuous, after. a continuous monitor. Like, okay. yep. So we, we literally did a citizen science project where we had a grant to do, um, actually Justin from Clovis culture, he and his dad really were um, sponsored us completely and we're so into all this which we're so grateful for but um we had it on parents we had it on teachers we had it on kids and we had it on chefs That's so, so cool. it was really an empowerment tool right it's meant for usually people with diabetes but this was just about gaining that knowledge about how food directly affects your yeah. blood glucose level so most people are just like in and out of like spikes all day long and feeling crappy and yeah. not knowing yeah. why but when all of a sudden you're like oh I ate that and now my, you know, I just skyrocketed and then I crashed and you can make that correlation. And especially as a chef, if you see your, you know, what you're feeding kids is all processed carbohydrates and then you're eating it yourself and watching your blood glucose monitor, you're going to have an accountability so as to how you're feeding, you know, either your kids at home or kids at school. Um, but the thing that was fascinating with the sourdough is that I can eat sourdough bread. So can Chuck, my partner. Um, and uh and i don't we don't spike that's so crazy so, but that's again amazing. it's not that's like crazy. we're eating a loaf of bread but yeah. it's like yeah. part of a meal and it's totally fine wow so it's that's when so it's incorporated and it's properly prepared it's just the highly refined processed foods that are just yeah. so um so dangerous and you know yeah we had a lunch leader come from chicago and so when i last spoke with you she she then um she's a principal at a school in chicago that's in the a really um, uh, in kind of not dangerous, what am I trying to say? Low-income neighborhood. And um, there's a, like 95% of the kids are on free and reduced foods or right. free and reduced meals. And so she would send all this whole year pictures of the, and it's breakfast and lunch, and it's just completely processed. Oh. It's just sugar. It's, it's basically just sugar. Just sugar. Carbs, and carbs, so carbs. you think of these kids. And then she was really what she was working towards, and unfortunately, then COVID hit, but was to say no to government subsidies and privatize the lunch program and then get the their um, their community around raising the funds to be able to privatize it. And so, and then the, the people in charge to say yes to that, right? To like right. tap into their hearts and say like, we know that this is going to be more expensive, but like, we cannot say yes any longer to what's happening. Like every day we're feeding them, we're putting them one day closer to, you know, a chronic illness. 
Yes. Every day. So unacceptable. 100%. And then we're asking them to focus, which is like, yeah. how can you focus? It's not fair. It's not fair. It's literally like every bad ingredient you can imagine is in it. And these kids, this we're is their- We're giving them all these carbs, no activity. Like after all those carbs, you gotta go like run and it's or something. Just, but it's like also dyes and- Dyes, the dyes um, kill me. You know, kill vegetable me. oils, like, rancid vegetable oils, seed oils. I think the vegetable oils are one of my biggest passions is to create the awareness around that. And even That's with why restaurants we don't eat out. And, That's like the biggest yeah, reason why we don't eat out. Yeah, even fancy restaurants that we love. It's like the compromise is there. It's always and, oil. Um, yeah, there's a t there's a, a restaurant in like Louisiana or somewhere. It's called For His... Oh, shoot. I just looked up. It's like For His Temple Foods or something. But they are like using lard and tallow oh, and my gosh, butter. And they're a restaurant. I'm like, they're doing it. Like it can, you can be do it. done. It's just, we have to create that value and where people realize that, you know, only the prices will only come down when we create we don't that. do it. And yeah. it doesn't take that long. It, 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 you know, going back to what we were talking about earlier, like when we first got on with these smaller operations that need our help at the beginning until they are able to scale and get those like minimum order quantities higher right. when they're, able to get more of that raw material of whatever it is and then prepare the meals like yeah. if we just spend a little bit more now in the long run they yeah. will be able to um the prices down. bring to the scale. prices down yeah so and we just so gotta true. be mindful it's, of that it's not about shaming or um you know all or nothing i think it's about recognizing those innovators and the visionaries and the people that have do you guys know charles eisenstein no. He, oh God, you got to listen to him. And he wrote the book, The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible. Um, and he wrote A Coronation and now he's got another um, another writing out. I haven't listened to or read it yet, but he's, he's amazing. It's just like, I keep saying, we want to create the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible, right? And it's just yeah. like, it's a perfect title because it's only when we all come together that that, that shift will happen. Yeah. Absolutely. So one that last question before we, uh, and we could be here talking all day, but you know, when it comes to the fermented foods, um, I'm sure a lot of parents would like to know this, but like, how do you incorporate it into mealtime? You know, what are some ways that you get your kids to, you know, eat these things? Yeah, uh, I know. Just it's curious, like ideas, food. you know? Yeah. I mean, my kids aren't like, mom, hand me the sauerkraut. My daughter will. She's like, I, I will. Whatever. Me too. She's like, give me that. Yeah. She's just like, uh, oh, I actually like this. And I made like a, a liver so pate the other day and I was Ooh. like just try it and she was like oh it's really actually so good so she's like an anomaly my boys are <laughs> yeah. like, ah. but um <laughs> the way I think fermented salsa is like the oh, number one good. way to get it into yes I saw that recently it's yeah. so good going to and that, then yeah. yeah so good so easy they all love it and then um even I'll take like a kimchi or a cortito and chop it up like sometimes I think it's the the texture of the, like, it's just too many stringy, right, the stringy stuff. things that are like, yeah. But if you chop it up really finely and then I'll sprinkle it on top of like homemade nachos or sprinkle it Ooh, like yeah. in a quesadilla or um, even on like, what else do we do with ferments? You can put, you can put pickles in a grilled cheese. Um, oh, yeah. pickles, you can put it on burgers. Do, yeah. Oh, you can always put like your pickle juice from fermented pickles, not the you yeah, know, right. shelf stable, whatever. But um, you can always put or sauerkraut juice in your homemade salad dressing. So Ooh, that's that's a good one because my kids way. are actually liking salads lately. So I might yeah. be able to get away yeah. with that one. 
So I like the idea of chopping up the, like like the, the kimchi and putting it into a salsa. That's amazing. Yeah, or just, or on top just sprinkling on food. Kimchi quesadilla. So like if you make a quesadilla um, and uh, then you open it at the end, like so it's, you're not heating it. You just open it up and you've chopped it really finely and you put it inside. It's so good. They will oh, chow it, amazing. I promise you. And my okay, kids are always like that. They'd rather have me just incorporate it. And right. so they don't have to like even with Think organ meat, you know, just put it in the like, don't tell me the meat sauce. Like, yeah, I don't want to eat like a liver plain. My daughter again, she'll she'll eat beef, like, beef liver. Like, it's just that's depends Desmond. On the, yeah, that's like, our oldest. He's an anomaly as well. He's been right? eating. I mean, since he was a baby. I mean, that's just how yeah. And if you start them young, if you start them young, it's unfortunate. Yeah, because they acquire the taste. But like my little, my youngest is now twelve, and when he was a baby, he would eat like Braunschweiger and a liverwurst. Yeah, babies eat everything. He loved it. But then it's like, unless you continue on and that's your way of life and it's always being incorporated every day, it's easy to let it, you know, as they go off Because when they all hit three, when they they hit three, they go through, yeah. Remember when they hit three, they both got pickier, but we we have to continue. Well, it even happens with me. So I think when it comes to like organs, I've always, you know, they're not, I've never usually liked the taste. But the more that I would eat it, when Danny would put it in organ meat burgers, the more I would actually crave, crave the taste. Mm-hmm. I think that's just our bodies probably telling us, like, yeah, that's I need more of that. Give me the good I stuff. I need that, right? Yeah. Um. So the, yeah, I think the more we eat it, the more our body asks yeah. us for it, for sure. The pate recipe, the chicken liver pate in my cookbook. I swear, it's so easy. It's like five minutes. I need to do that. And it's so good with like carrot sticks, with whatever. It's it's really just yummy. We love pates. So, I always tell people like that is, you know, um, you know, because I always talk about nose to tail and how important it is. And you may not be able to do liver like beef liver right now, but you can do a good duck, goose, chicken liver, you know, pate. chicken uh, liver. Yeah, yeah. Pork, I think you know. it's best with chicken liver. Like I don't know about a beef chicken liver. Chicken liver is really nice and mild. So I've only but, seen a beef liver pate once. Yeah, yeah, yeah we saw chicken. it. But, yeah, but it's, it's usually chicken or duck or goose or. Or, or yeah. also pork. You've seen, I've seen pork. I've seen pork. Yeah, like the terrines and stuff. Well, I always say like we honor the animal by using the whole animal. Right. And some people are like, again, all or nothing. Like I'm not going to eat any animals. And it's like, well, you know, there's such a difference in animals, right? And then, and the quality and the treatment of them and everything. And then when you do eat an animal, you really honor it by not just eating the chicken breast or, yes. you know, or the filet mignon. Like you really have to learn to, and that's the other thing we want to do with School of Lunch too, is like, and the Lunch Leader Training Academy, we took them to Bel Campo Butcher Shop and oh, took apart. We love Bel Campo. I know, right? And so Amazing. taking apart the cow um, or a side of beef and showing where the, the other cuts of meat are and how you prepare them and slow and low is like key. And then we sat There's down so and had cuts, yeah. a lunch with like heart and oh, lardo so cool. and pates and um, liver. It was just like to just expose people to yeah. that because it's so foreign, it unfortunately. So foreign. But, well, yeah. we, just, we don't even know where the cuts come from. Like you literally go to the store, you pick up your steaks that there's like 5,000 of them on yeah. a little rack. People don't know where it is. You on choose the your different steak. You don't even know where that came from, what cut, yeah. you know, like we're so disconnected. What I'm saying, yeah, the storytelling. Like I went to US Wellness Meats Another website. Company, yeah. They were gonna come, yeah, they were gonna come visit us at school and it ended up getting canceled. But they have a great video on their website and like the head of school was just like, Wow, you know, like I think when you see it and you see that it's like passed on from generations and the integrity 
and the, you know, multi-paddock grazing and it all just, it makes sense. But even at a nature-based school, people can be connected to nature. I mean, it's like me, I was super connected to food, but not really nature connected. And then, but you can't really be, you gotta be both, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, can't, you almost can't have one without the, whole the other thing yeah so but you can be totally into nature but not connected to your food or so but again it goes back to that deeper knowledge because it's not just we're all riding here on the surface of like and blowing with the wind you know with yeah. what, what's right and what's wrong I mean my right. one of my business partners says and he worked in television production and he's just like oh my god the amount of times that people that he works with so they're together for like 18 hours a day like for months and you know they'd be like oh i'm gonna go keto and he'd be like okay i'm just gonna just make note of that and see how long that lasts you know like right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like just switching and it just it's not sustainable and that's what it's i love not. about the way that we're teaching is we don't eliminate anything but we we encourage intuitive eating and then proper preparation of everything and enjoyment around food and community. It's pl- it should be pleasurable. I totally right? agree. I love food. Yeah, I love it. No, <laughs> I really do. It's so like, good. And, and my, vi- my, like, if you were to put, if you were to hear me say that 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago and say, I love food, maybe that would have looked <laughs> like, you know, like, a burger with fries and a hot fudge sundae for dessert. Chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip cookies with a hey, gla- glass of milk. And now it's like, you know, like a spread, you know, like a big old, you know, just just a bunch of different types of meats and different types of, you know, um, you know, fermented, fermented vegetables. Stuff. I and, love the fermented everything. Yeah. And, and oh, got to so bring good. on the mushrooms, lots of different fungi. Lots of mushrooms, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and something dessert for sure. Dessert. Definitely yeah, still dessert. Yeah, we can dessert. still have treats. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing I think too, where people get it wrong too, is they go like paleo, but then they still eat like a million like there's so many websites that are paleo but it's like 95 percent dessert yes exactly yes, yes. Oh, that's exactly. not really that healthy even though it's yeah. honey or you know whatever and yeah, it's just like yeah, yeah like in yeah, nature like, you're not gonna eat honey like, like that every day yeah, yeah like you don't you don't have access like think well, about how in much nature, you literally Oh my gosh, you wouldn't even be able to extract that from the thing either. It would way. be very hard. But even something like honey, like honey, we saw that one video. It's a crazy video. There's a video of like how, like in Africa, how they actually, first of all, it's so dangerous. Like this guy could easily fall from that tree and to his death. Okay. It's probably once a year that and this it's tribe, massive. it's a massive tree. And this guy is like these people climbing, they're getting stung the entire time. But imagine like, this is the one time a year like, you're going to get our honey. We're going to get honey. <laughs> um, this guy, I have to find that video and send it to you. It's so insane. He climbs a thing and they're literally there eating the honey at the end while they're still getting stung by bees because the bees are, they're still, they're, they don't even yeah. care. They're just like, sting me. This is my yeah. one honey I eat. It's my one And then day. they eat it all. They do, they eat it, it all. They gorge and then that's it. It's done. Like it's done. It's you know? probably giving them something to, it's probably timed out like perfectly. Oh, I'm sure. In like, the, you know, the season. What they, yeah. yeah, what they need in that time and they yeah. get it all and they store it or whatever. It, you know, there's- Totally. It's amazing. It's so cool when we- think back about I mean and if we could hear more of those stories of and that's what really Weston Price did right like thank God for his work because it just is hard to find these days and I don't know who you know I mean Hilda who does the Wise Traditions podcast we're recording with her a week from today oh yeah we are oh my god oh she's so great she's so great she's another we're gonna be with her in person so we're we're really excited because we've never met in person 
in my no where are you guys she, we're in tampa but she's gonna make it up here she's gonna come to tampa miami yeah yeah so okay. she's in miami right now i actually saw her this morning i i was on a zoom call with someone i don't know if you know melinda um who's a mutual friend of her she's a argentinian poor thing she got uh she got stuck you know during the the whole uh oh, no. lockdown and she's been she's gone to virginia to stay with friends she's gone back to miami she's done airbnbs and she's trying to get her but yeah i saw hilda we're gonna we're gonna be together she's next week so great. I love hilda. yeah she's, and i mean i just feel like the weston price foundation is they changed my life and um you know, just got me on this, like I had that aha moment where I was like, oh my God. And you know, I was fat free for 10 years oh my of gosh. my life and infertility and the whole shebang. And then I was like literally listening to Sally Fallon, just like this totally makes sense. And yep. I have been totally Wrong. duped. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That so, was me then, being a vegan. <laughs> yeah. There's just in high there's school. too much information. So I really I think when you shop low, when you remove that, I mean, I haven't watched the news. I mean, sometimes it's a, it's like a blessing and a curse because sometimes I'm like, do I know what's going on in the world? But <laughs> I know. I'd it's like, not. I don't want to know. But I remember when we moved out here, my kids were just at that age where like, I used to listen to the news every morning, but then it was like all, it's all bad news. Terrible. Yeah, and I was like, I don't do want them hearing this. So then I really, over the last six years have not, I don't even know how to turn my TV on. We don't watch the news. Yeah. So. Yeah. If we can no just go back to that mentality of like smaller and more local and engagement with seeing your, you know, the people that are growing your food, seeing them eye to eye and understanding, you know, what that, what they're doing. And I think when you're in it together, I think Sally Fallon was always saying she envisioned communities where like, you know, one family was raising the chickens and one family is doing the cheese and another family is doing the beef or whatever and so you're right. all sharing and participating in this really vibrant and successful local food system and so if we can get maybe now is the time right where I we're realizing so. how broken the food system is that if we can return to to local and that's really where um you know of course with the soul boxes efficiency and convenience plays a role but I think that's what we need right now is to get it into people's because people now don't want to go out either and so yeah. they don't want to come um, but if we can just start that start it you know get people started yes. and so um you know i i feel it like i do feel excited about we're there i'm the telling shift, you right yes. like it's, it's happening just yes. some days you can yeah, be like i making a difference in the world or what you know because it's like yeah. Hillary, three years from now we're gonna that's have how a it is though whatever everything that's worth it takes time you know how yeah. that is even with like instant pleasures there's always like it's always better to wait. Yeah. It's always well, better I mean, to wait. You guys know I was listening to, I mean, I, I feel like I, I always listen to podcasts, but I really don't. It's when I'm making bread sometimes and I'm listening to <laughs> something inspiring and, you know, you infuse the love, but it was a Lewis Howes podcast with Jay Shetty and, oh, um, and just talking about like, um, you know, when you have that person that says like, you changed my life. And I yeah. didn't, you know, I'm all better because of you. Then it like, yeah. it's to feed your soul on a level where like, like your work is for, you know, a greater yes. good. It's purposeful. And that's what keeps me going every day. It's not Absolutely. to, you know, get more money and be uber successful, whatever. It's or even your thing. ego. It's not even about your ego. It's, it's about, about feeling, you feel like you're useful to people. Like you feel like, wow, I'm actually making an impact, right, you know, like right. yeah. that makes me feel good. The world. That's what's, um, again, that affects you on a cellular level, right? And there's enough abundance. It's enough, um, 
and and just to give, I think to be of service and to be giving of yourself is really powerful as well. And just um, like he, they were also saying about like Mother Teresa and Gandhi and somebody else, like they don't give with money, they give with their time and with their hearts, right? So if we can right. be more in that space of gratitude and giving and service, it's really, it shifts your body on a different level, I think. And you learn to be more grateful and um, and just in deep appreciation for what we have. I mean, I one more point, I know you guys probably have to go, but my, my son said to me at the beginning of quarantine, like, mom, if you could go back, he was doing something for school, he's like, if you could go back and tell your 13 year old self, he's 13, <laughs> something um, that would change you know, your community and be good for the planet, what would it be? And it, I, I was saying to realize, recognize that we're all are part of nature, but also to see everything as a miracle. Like yeah. if you really just stop and smell the roses and really just look yep. at like the miracle of that flower in front of you and how it's so yep. intricately designed to work. And we are a freaking miracle. Like I've probably said this to you before, but if you yes. unzip ourselves and see what's going on every single day to keep it's us just crazy. walking and talking it's like like take a moment and breathe that in and just be like oh, okay like everything's gonna be okay right and so yeah. just but if you live in that space I think so it true. also shifts that you get out of the ego and the scarcity and the lack and it's more like wow this is really fun and like somebody my my college roommate moved out here and she was saying like after being 10 no 20 years in New York City and she was saying, it's really, it really is hard in LA to like break in and get, you know, some depth with some people here. Cause it just seems like a lot of surface. And I was like, you gotta come to like a slow food event or a foodie event. Cause when people, I feel like foodie people who are truly connected, there's some warmth and energy that there's just, everything is kind of out of the way. And it's about gathering and communing around something really beautiful and sharing. And so, um, that's what I love to spread and to draw people into that because then, then it just, you know, the world is a better place. So we love that. We love it. We love it. Hillary. Seriously. This is why we, we love talking to you, you know, we're inspired. Seriously. So we're, we're so happy for you. And we know that you're like, you're still on this side of things, but you're going to be on that other side of things yeah. where it's, it's established and you know, you're, like like you told us and like we're telling the audience you know just make sure to to, to stop and look around every now yeah. and then because i mean yeah. even even in the last six months i mean you've come so far you know and just we're yeah. we're rooting for yeah. you we're going to support this every step of the yeah. way when it, when you, when there's an any inkling of, of an option that we can scale this and and yeah. you know kind of start something in tampa we're going to do oh, it yeah. with the soul box you know so awesome um, just thank you for coming on. Seriously, this is the type of stuff that we, we really want to share with people right now um, because, you know, I think people can connect that idea with everything, yeah. whether it's whether it's like building your immune system or how to treat your neighbor or, you know, just all the topics yeah. that are applicable today. You just having mm -hmm. that gratitude, um, kind of going following your intuition realizing like like your intuition is, is going to tell you a lot and um and you can't do that if you're stuck to the tv watching every single you know news article reading news articles and and you know if you're looking at that the algorithms are 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 meant to continuously feed that to you all day right, right. 
you know so uh yeah. let's let's kind of disconnect from that and and yeah. let's get off the hamster wheel and and, and let's live yeah. life like, well, and we want know. people to feel good right like i think people don't know what it feels like to feel good anymore and so when you you know when you feel bad how grumpy you are or like mm -hmm. when your gut is off it's just like ruins your whole day it does and so you imagine how many people we have 54 percent of our children with a chronic illness like yep. today Yep. So it's like, just imagine, imagine the adults, the yeah. children. Yeah. And then they're becoming adults and who's going to take care of them. I mean, it's just like, it creates, um, fear again. Cause you're just like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not working? And so, um, and then that vibe that you put out may be negative that day. And so it just, it's like, we need it's a circle to, here. um, to really, yeah, just get back to that simplicity and, and educate people so that we can return back to that ground zero where you can like that's what's so nice about the gaps diet and really healing yourself as you kind of hit that ground zero then you can rebuild and think like okay this works this doesn't and you have a roadmap but it's like so haphazard right now that it's you know it's hard to yeah, even hard. direct people because i don't i don't know what's going on with half of you know yeah people's insides like i can't figure that out and it's unfortunate that we've gotten so messed up but it, it yeah. the the hopeful thing is that the human body is super resilient it is miraculous if you we all could say what we did to ourselves in our 20s oh, and yeah. oh my gosh, oh my gosh. 30, yeah. that i'm here so the fact that yeah we're here and we're thriving <laughs> is is a, a testimony to the power of the human spirit and the um and the resiliency of our Absolutely. body and our cells yeah so i love that well, give us, uh, tell people where they yeah, can find, find you, you and uh, give them the, the website, the new website and everything, all that good okay, stuff. So live yum yum still on Instagram. It's like where I pretty much am every day. So I took a hiatus from posting a lot and went straight to stories because I was spending all my time doing stories all day long, which is probably a mistake. So now I'm trying to go back to posting sometimes <laughs> so many hours in the day. It's so much and I'm I need a I need a social media person to help, but it's that's super hard for me to let control or let go of control because I feel like I want it to be authentic. authentic. I agree with that. Yeah, so I have to stay in what I can do, but live yum yum, and then uh, mysoulbox.com, my mysoulbox.com. So soul is school of lunch, but also soul because it's you know from yeah, the heart. Soul. And um, yeah, my grandfather used to say, "You don't gotta have anything, but you gotta have heart." So oh, I love you know, that. Just lead with yes. your heart and you can't go wrong. I always tell my kids that. Love I it. Love Thank it. you so much, Thank Hillary. You so, much. so great to catch up. I know. Have fun with Hilda. I love you guys. I really I feel We love so you too. I know. So we love you too. And, We're so happy. Um, and if you need a sourdough recipe on my highlights, okay. so anybody can go back and watch all the highlights. From okay, I'm going to do that right now. Whatever, but there's sourdough one and sourdough two. And if you need um, grains or whatever, I can always send you some grains or whatever, but oh, cool. you might, then you need a mill to mill them. So you might not have it, but maybe I can hook you up with some sort of whole. I'm going to um, start watching the process. Let's, let's do all of that. Let's do cool. all of it. We'll learn yeah. all about it. We'll do it in the next month or so. Cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'll help you in any way I can. Awesome. Thank you, Hillary. Okay. All right. Take care guys. Take care. Bye.